there and welcome to Thrive Church Podcast here in Puyallup, Washington. We're so glad you found us and hope you enjoy listening to this sermon of the week. A <laughs> um, couple quick things. Uh, you may have noticed last week's uh, announcements. We started talking about the fact that I'm going to Honduras instead of to Nicaragua. Uh, and that's because uh, uh, the organization that I'm going with, with is, which is uh, missions.me, decided that they would not send any of us that were scheduled to go to Nicaragua to Nicaragua because there's all kinds of unrest going on. And, 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 and there actually there's some protests in the capital city of Managua uh, over Social Security stuff, which is interesting. So a lot of young people are there, but there's been there's been. Um, uh, some some deaths. There's been quite a uh, there's some violence, and they just wanted to keep us safe, which I appreciate. <laughs> My wife appreciates. Uh, and so instead, they are sending our team to Honduras, and I'm really excited about that trip. It's going to be a lot of the same. One of the cool things, just uh, to let you in on some of the the, the backstory, uh, is, is one of the reasons that I really wanted to go on a mission trip is I want to be where we can see people get healed. Uh, you know, I hear all the stories like when go on a mission trip get to another country you're going to see people phenomenally healed um, immediately of some things that are happening and you can take that back to your church and to your region and I'm like yes that's what I want I want that um, well the Nicaragua trip we did not have a, a planned um, medical team outreach but uh, in Honduras they are having a medical team outreach every day um, so they have they have part of our outreach is they're going into schools and ministering to young people and inviting them to our our concert event that's on uh, Friday I believe um, and then part of our team is going to be going to, uh, to set up at a church to do kind of a medical uh, clinic, which basically what medical clinic means is we're going to give them free medical supplies and have the opportunity to, to lay hands on them and pray. And uh, so I'm told that I'll be getting to do that like eight hours a day for five days a week. And that is exactly what I wanted to be doing. So I'm super excited about that. I know we're going to see amazing miracles and see God move. So super fun. That's going to be good. So I wanted to tell you about that because you might have noticed, like, what happened to Nicaragua? Um, that's what happened. Also, I let you know last week that with the sale of our building, of course, the big question is where are we going after July? Um, and we're still working on that. We have a lot of stuff that we're, that we're uh, getting some new direction on. We'll be sharing that with you next Sunday. I'll be having that information available for you guys to kind of get up to speed uh, about what God's doing in that regard. So good stuff happening. And uh, we're excited about the future. So today, um, I'm going to be sharing a message with you that, um, honestly, I've had prepared for like four weeks because I, it was the second half of a message I couldn't get to, um, and then I just haven't had the opportunity. But it actually, when I was going to preach it the first time, I, I put it at the back half of my first that first message because I thought it was the best. Like I want to I want to end with this section, so <laughs> I'm excited about this word today. But it is um, if you want a title for it, and I'm mainly saying that for Noah back there um, who's not in the booth. But thank you. Um, my title is postured to surrender today. 
And we're going to talk about that. We're, we're, we're in this season of encounter. I, I really believe that God's declared over us as a church a season of encounter. And, and what that looks like is that we're anticipating God to show up in our lives. And we're not just like sitting back and waiting like, God, I hope you show up. You might show up. That'd be nice if you showed up. But we're actually pressing into encounter. How many know we have the right to press in? We have the right to, 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 to ask him for encounter. Uh, scripture teaches us that when we seek him, we find him. It doesn't say if you don't seek him, you're never going to find him. But it, it does, definitely does say if you seek him, you'll find him. So we can press in to encounters. So today I'm talking about a way that we can posture our heart in order to encounter God. And that posture is the posture of surrender. Uh, if you want to turn with me in your Bibles, uh, I'm going to be in Philippians chapter 2 to start with. I'm starting with verse 5, and it says this, Have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself becoming, by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. One of the things I want to point out here at the very beginning is that Jesus modeled a lifestyle of surrender. I mean, he lived that way. I mean, he is the son of God. But you see what it says that it says who being in very nature God, he did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. He modeled that lifestyle of surrender. Even just to leave heaven and come to earth in the form of a man required him to surrender what he had. He, he endured the cross, it says, despising its shame. Why? Was it because Jesus was a glutton for punishment? I don't think so. Uh, no, it says he endured the cross. He didn't enjoy the cross. He endured the cross, but it was for the joy set before him. But he was surrendered to that point. He humbled himself, it says, to the point of death, even death on the cross. What Jesus purchased at the cross cost him everything, his very life. But he had to humble himself, it says, as a lowly servant. Matthew 26, I can tell this message is going to preach really good. Whew. Come on. <laughs> Matthew 26, uh, verses 37 through 39, uh, it says, He took Peter. And the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to, so to be sorrowful and troubled. And then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. This is in the Garden of Gethsemane. 
just before he was um, uh, um, betrayed and, and went into the hands of, of the Roman the Romans and was crucified shortly after this. So he's in the garden. He's praying. It says in verse 39, going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. You see the, do you see the heart posture of Jesus in surrender? Not what he wants. This is not what I want, but Father, if this is what you want, then I'm surrendering my will to your will. Jesus even asked to have the suffering removed. If it's possible to not have to go through this, Lord, let's do it that way. Because I don't want to do it this way if we don't have to. But not as I will, but your will, Lord. He surrendered his will to, to the Father's plan. This is the essence of the surrendered lifestyle. John 5, verse 19 says this. Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. This is, that's, this is a powerful phrase here when we recognize this because one of the things that this touches on is that Jesus, what Jesus was doing, the miracles that Jesus did as he walked the earth, I can do nothing by myself, he says. He's the son of God. He's the one who spoke and the earth was created. But he says, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does, the son also does. Jesus didn't say, Father, I've got a better idea on this one. Why don't we try it my way this time? No, he only did what he saw the father doing because his heart was surrendered. Lord, I know that what your will is is the best there possibly could be. I'm not gonna choose my way. I'm choosing your way every time. And in living this life of surrender, Jesus revealed the power of the surrendered life. There's power in the surrendered life. Now back to the, the, the passage in Philippians that we started with. It says, uh, same, same verses we've already read. Being found in appearance as man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore... Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place. The, the power that Jesus has, the authority that Jesus has, is therefore has to do with his humbling. He humbled himself. He surrendered his life. He surrendered his will. And therefore, he was exalted to the highest place. Given the name above every name, a name that every knee should bow to in heaven and on earth. And under the earth, it says. I don't know if you if you if you can picture that, but we've got those in heaven, like they're they're bowing to the name Jesus. Those on earth, I think we can picture this part. That's us. We can picture those on earth bowing to Jesus. So every every everyone, every knee, heaven, earth, and it says and 
under the earth. <laughs> That's powerful right there. there, there's, there I don't know if that... I don't want to get too theological on you, but but the, but the reality is is that I don't think that leaves a lot out. <laughs> I don't think there's anybody saying, "Well, I'm, I just happen to be outside of that domain." His domain covers everything, and it's because of his surrender. Therefore. Now there's a little bit of, there's a word in that, in that verse, verse eight, it says, being found in appearance of, as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient. I'm just going to let that word just hang there for just a second, because obedience isn't a word that we very much like in American Christian culture. I knew you guys were going to love this message. This is so fun. (laughs) Jesus was obedient to the point of death. If Jesus was obedient, it stands to reason that we are probably going to need to be obedient as well. Jesus got the promotion of all promotions because of his obedience. Surrender, I think I'm getting ahead of myself, but surrender isn't surrender until it costs you something. Are you following me? Surrender isn't surrender until it costs us something. If, if, my, if what you want me to do is to, to, to go to Hawaii and spend three weeks there in a resort, I'm surrendered to you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It doesn't take much for me to say yes to that. Woo, yeah, come on, I'll surrender my will to that. But when you want me to do something I don't want to do, that's when surrender counts. It doesn't even count until then. Jesus could have did everything he did, but when it came to the point where, 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 G, where God was asking him to lay down his life at the cross, and Jesus could have said, you know, this one's just a little bit much. You're asking a bit much here, God. He, he wouldn't have done it. He wouldn't have accomplished what he did. He wouldn't have won the victory that he's won, that has victory over all sin and sickness and disease. He wouldn't have the name above every name. It took obedience when it crossed his will. Lord, I don't want this. If it's possible, take this away from me, he said, right? Now, I know that we, we live in a, in a, in a culture and a, a season of the church where honestly, we do partner with God and we get to be his best friend. It's so amazing. We get to, we get to live in relationship with him and hear his voice and he is our good father and he, he takes care of us. But guess what? There is an element of obedience and surrender that is required for us to accomplish our purpose. Are you hearing me this morning? Each of us ought to be living a surrendered life to the Lordship of Jesus. 
I, I don't know. I just, I just believe that if Jesus had to surrender his will, uh, that, that we're going to have to do that too. And what, what does that mean? And what does it look like? It, it, it means giving up our agenda. Like, this is where I want to go, but God wants me to go there. Sometimes it means in the moment, stopping in your routine and going and praying for somebody that, that you know God is calling you to minister to, even when you don't have time, when you don't have faith, when you don't desire to do this, but stopping for that one that God sends you to. Sometimes that's what surrender looks like. Sometimes it looks like not spending our money on something that we want to spend it on, but saving it for another purpose that God has intended. It means surrender. It's the whole lifestyle. It's, it's every aspect of who we are and what we do. It doesn't mean that God wants to micromanage you. God wants you to be a powerful person making powerful decisions. God is not interested in controlling you. But he is interested in that heart of surrender that says, Father, I'm yours. Take me where you want me to go. Birth in me what you want to birth in me. Do in me what you want to do. Jesus modeled this lifestyle. Everything that he did, everything that he said found its place and its origin in the Father. Every single thing. You can't look at one thing that Jesus did and say, well, he kind of detoured a little bit from God's plan. He was perfect in this aspect. Perfect in his obedience. Perfect in his surrender. And he modeled this lifestyle to us, not as God who can do anything. He modeled this lifestyle to us as a man filled with the Holy Spirit, walking the earth and doing the Father's will. I just, I'm, I'm telling you this morning, this is your calling. Now, you might be called to be a doctor. You might be called to be in construction, to build things. You might be called uh, to any number of, of uh, vocations, careers, but I can tell you this, that you're called to bring the kingdom of God into this earth. And this is what it looks like. It looks like hearing what he says and speaking it. It looks like seeing what he's doing and doing it. There was a time I was, uh, I was at a movie with my wife on date night. It's one of my favorite nights of the week. I don't give it up often. But we were out on a date night and we were at a movie. And um, as we got up from the movie, at the end of the movie, we were getting ready to head home and walked right past, this guy walked right past us and he had, he was on one of those carts with his leg his foot had been he'd had surgery I found out later when I talked to him um, but he, he he was kind of walking with one leg and wheeling the other leg around on this cart and immediately I knew God wanted me to pray for him now I was a great man of faith I ignored it 
just like probably some of you have experienced, right? Like, ah, I don't think I can do that right now. I don't really want it. This is my date night. This is my night, God. <laughs> my wife doesn't always love it when I do some stuff like this, you know, in, in public when we're, when she's with me, she's like, you know, I, she's not necessarily feeling it with me that day. I didn't want to do this. Are you getting me? I mean, it's like, how many have been there, right? So we walked out the movie theater. We're, we're actually, we're um, out in kind of the main area now where they sell the tickets and the popcorn and all that. And I thought I was done. I thought, I missed my moment, but it feels good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so I, you know, we're, we're using the restroom and kind of getting ready to head out ourselves. And I'm, I'm out waiting for Angie. And guess what? He walks right back in the room. I'm like, dang. Dang. But I'll tell you something that happened um, that night is I saw what Father was doing. As I made the decision to go and talk to him and to pray for him. It was a her. It was a her. It's like, you're like, it was a woman. Yeah. There was a guy there, but it was the woman. I'm sorry, I just remembered that. Like, wow. Either way, it works, right? Okay. You get the story. Thanks, babe. So I, I made the decision to go up and talk to her. And as I'm moving towards here, I have this picture, this vision. Now, in case you're feeling like you never have visions, you do. You all have visions. You all have them. Uh, it's not some super spiritual thing that happens that sometimes it can be really amazing where you like, like your eyes see and you're seeing spirit realm or you're seeing something prophetic and it's, you know, it's impossible to deny it. It's absolutely what your eyes, your physical eyes are seeing. That's called an open vision. That's not what I experienced in that moment. But what I saw just was a picture in my spirit, kind of the, the movie screen of our thoughts, our heart. And I saw, I saw this toe being healed. Like, I saw this woman taking the boot off that was covering her foot and watching, this is what the, the video that played in my mind. I watched her toe go right in front of my eyes. Now, this, this was not like what happened when I prayed for her. That's what I saw as I was approaching her. Are you with me? So I began to minister to her. I did ask her to take her boot off. She didn't want to do that. Um, uh, so I never got to see what really happened. And as far as we know, maybe nothing happened. Maybe she went home and got totally healed. I have no idea. I never heard from her again. But that's what it looks like to see what the Father's doing and to do it. Are you following me? She, she catched my, my angle there, even though it was a woman. All right. <laughs> Okay. These verses in Philippians 2. Um, At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. 
these verses describe the required surrender of every person. Remember, remember what we talked about? Every knee in heaven, every knee on earth, and those under the earth, right? Where are you <laughs> in that picture? Is your knee one of the knees that's bowing to Jesus? Let me tell you this, a gospel that does not require complete surrender does not have the power to transform your life. I knew it was going to get quiet right there. A gospel without complete surrender to Jesus as Lord of your life is a gospel that has no power to free you from the power of sin. We do not have freedom from sin because he had a good thought about us. It's because he died as us. Right? It's only in surrendering who we are to, to take on the work of the cross. He bought us at a price, the scripture says. We are not our own. That's in 1 Corinthians 6. You're bought at a price. Therefore, honor your God. Honor God with your bodies, it says there in verse 20. You are not your own. We don't belong to ourselves. We belong, we belong to Jesus. And this requires something of us. Now, we are in relationship with him. He's a good father. All this stuff is still true. But there does need to be this sense of, God, you know what's best for me. You know what's best for my life. You know what I ought to do. And you know the things that you want to do in me and through me. It's this part. I mean, I think a lot of times we want to surrender to what God wants to do in us. But sometimes we want to hold him at arm's distance when it comes to what he wants to do through us. Maybe I'm just talking to myself, but I'm pretty sure that we do that sometimes. I know I do. James 4, 6 through 8 uh, says, God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourself then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Submit to God. Here's a good verse. I'm going to close with this one. This is sort of my ending place here, but this is actually Old Testament, Second Chronicles 16, verse 9. This is a powerful verse. It says, For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. <laughs> That's powerful. That's a powerful picture. The eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. How many know, how many like know what a bolo is like your NCIS fans right okay a bolo means be on the lookout this is what God's doing his eyes are ranging throughout the earth he's put out a bolo for those whose hearts are fully committed to him 
Those who aren't living their life according to their own agenda. Those who aren't living their life going after their dream, but totally ignoring what God has on his heart. He's looking out for those kind of people. Why? Because he wants to add strength to you. He wants to add to you his strength. Surrender postures us to encounter his supernatural strength. Everything that God does is supernatural. I don't know if you get that. That's his normal, right? He just, whatever he does is supernatural. That's what defines it as supernatural. So when we, when we posture our heart to surrender, we posture ourselves to encounter him adding supernatural strength to us. He wants to come near and he wants to add strength to those hearts who, that are fully his, fully committed to him. So I want to encourage you this morning to posture yourself to encounter God by living a surrendered life. Amen. I'm going to pray for you. If you want to put your hand on your heart, that's a good place for it. Jesus. Lord, I thank you for these amazing, beautiful people. And God, I ask that the fullness of what you have in store for them, the fullness of what you want to do in them and through them in this earth, God, would be manifest because of a surrendered life, because of our obedience to the things that you're calling us to. God, make us sensitive and hungry more to do what you have in your heart than to do what we have in ours. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Wow.